This is Undivorce Wittable, the podcast made to divorce-proof marriages. I'm Giovanna. And I'm Rance. And, and we, we are, are the, the Robinsons. Robinsons. We've been rocking together for 18 years, married for 15 years. People tell us all the time that we inspire them. We are relationship goals. And it's not because we're famous or we're fronting for social media, but because they can tell that what we have is genuine. There have been ups, crazy downs, and moments where it would have been easy to just walk away. This is a no BS podcast. We're keeping it a buck. And we're telling you all the truth you can handle about what it takes to stay together in today's world. We, we are, are Undivorced Wittable. And guys, we are so glad to welcome you all back to another episode of Undivorced Wittable. I am your co-host Rance Rob and I am Giovanna aka Mr. Married aka Married on this mic <laughs> so happy to be back with y'all oh my goodness we're doing the thing man we, we got another episode for you guys and we want to jump right in because we are always inspired to talk about some things and right now we want to talk about how not to get caught up in a dry season yes like, and go mm-hmm. ahead sorry oh i was gonna say in dry season as far as out of sync not being on the same page yes and that doesn't necessarily mean sex so everything pertaining to this subject dry season in your marriage literally meant dry um and so you were inspired by deval ellis yeah, right. so I was listening to a live of his, and that's what someone had asked, like, you know, how do they deal, how does him and his wife deal with uh, um, dry season? And it just made me think about, um, you know, just what causes people to get into those dry seasons, and not just what causes you to get into it, but then how do you find your way out of it? Because sometimes you can get into a dry season and never make it out. Yes. So absolutely, man. Um, and that's what we're covering today is how do you recognize that you're in a dry season? And then how do you have awareness to or find your way out of that bad boy? Mm-hmm. So now, while I don't say that we are a, um, a devoutly religious podcast, mm-hmm. our foundation is set in Christianity. The way we operate, we go to church on Sundays. Um, while we are wild and crazy on this podcast, maybe not wild, but a little crazy. Um, we go to Bible study too. Go to Bible study. We don't, we don't preach at you, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, foundationally the way we operate, the way we deal with each other, the way we talk to each other, a lot of that is stooped in trying to uphold, uh, good, uh, Christ-like values, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, to me, when I think about a dry season, I immediately, when you were talking about this particular episode, I immediately began thinking about Jesus in the wilderness, right? So he's fasting, uh, was it 40 days, 40 nights? Mm-hmm. The enemy begins to, the enemy being the devil, for some of y'all who uh, are now on this level. <laughs> there you go, rhyming. Spit that hot fire. <laughs> um, You know, when he was fasting, uh, the enemy, of course, is coming to him. You know, if you bow down to me, I'll turn these stones to bread, basically for you for you to eat. Jesus says to him, 
Uh, just like the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, right? In a dry season, I feel like that's when people tend to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. This is where people begin to bow down to the enemy so that they can get the bread. Yes, definitely. And the bread stands for many a thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. And sometimes when you're in a dry season, when bread stands for many a thing, a lot of men are using their thing to do the wrong thing instead of doing the right thing. In that season. In that season. <laughs> and I like to call that a dry rub. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Lord. I am crazy. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you said so it's a wilderness moment. Definitely. Okay. Um, so people who may be going through hard financial times. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you're in that dry place, for example, you're not watching and careful, a coworker can say something that can have you thinking that you can do something to make a quick come up. And if you have maybe a gambling background, you find yourself doing something to help out your family out of this financial situation mm -hmm. and then boom. Yes. And a personal story. I remember, um, when we were, this we were probably barely two years married, mm -hmm. and our finances were, uh, you know, really a mess. We were trying to dig ourselves out of debt, mm -hmm. and I remember driving, thinking about, I I have a full time job, but maybe, just maybe, I could push a pack. You know, sell a little drugs or rob some folks, so that we get so I can make ends meet. People, this is my first time ever in the, in in life hearing about this. Like, so I'm drive like I dropped our daughter off to school, and because money was so tight, um, and this is a dry season for finance, and I'm just like, man, why is money so tight? Why we got all, you know we're young? Why do we have like debt like this? Student loan stuff we're paying back at the time, high cell phone bills, everything, you know, because we was with Nextel, we wanted that chirp chirp. Mm -mm. And um, <laughs> you know, you used to be in the store. Oh, and go, what you doing? I'm in the store. You had to, to use your minutes back then. We used to have to calculate minutes. There was no unlimited oh, my plans. Gosh, sure minutes wasn't. mattered. So that walkie-talkie was clutch. That walkie-talkie saved us on a lot of roaming fees. Okay, <laughs> it sure did. It was back in the day stuff. You have to look that up. There's no oh, such Lord. thing as roaming now. I don't think. No, but anyway. It's not. So dry seasons will have you thinking to yourself and like when you, I'm contemplating maybe just going back to getting it a little bit in the streets. God had to remind me like, I got you, bro. Mm -hmm. Chill out. Right. And so what ended up happening was one of the brothers from the church had been promising us fish for a long time. Oh my gosh! Yes. So this is how I, knew, I remember like, that. When, this is a, this was a faith building moment for me. So he had been remember he'd been promising mm -hmm. he'd been promising it every Sunday to the point where I remember the Sunday before he gave it to us, which was between these Sundays. It was when I was kind of having that conversation, like Lord, I need to get some bread, and I think I might go rob somebody because I know how to do this. Jesus, right? So I'm going to listen. I'm going to church. I'm loving Jesus. I'm loving this newfound life in, in, in church and all that. But the old man is like, yo, you're in the wilderness. 
bow down, go get this bread. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad. Like we were running out of food. Like, um, and our oldest daughter, Asia, you know, was, she was none the wiser as to our situation, but that's how tight money was. And this man brings this fish, right? And it was a small disc. I mean, it was a small disc of aluminum foil frozen Mm -hmm. that he gave us. I'm like, this is the fish that he's been promising us. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, well, this will will be good for today's dinner. Yeah. (laughs) And so Friday, the Friday in the midst of this. So that's when I get paid again so we can get groceries, things like that. Um. And when Giovanna began to peel back this fish, the amount of fish that was in there, it was, it was literally like the Bible story. It really was. It is like pieces of fish upon fish upon fish upon fish. And I'm just like, oh my God. I mean, God. the way he the way he cut and gutted that fish and then the way he packed it so tight in that foil. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally just handed it to you. You held it in, in the palm of your hand. Right. And, and I got big hands, so. Right. But still, I mean... Yet and still it was like, oh, okay, that'll be just a little bit of fish. I'm thinking, you know, those are like, you know, it's fish. Right. My mouth dropped. Like, there's more fish. There's more. That fish fed us like what, that whole week? That fish fed us the whole week. I was like, okay, I'm going to need him to get us some more fish. <laughs> right. But I was grateful because in that dry season there, I could have did something that would probably have me just now getting out of prison. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy, like the things you will do when you are feeling in the most abandoned states of your life. Right, right, right. So dry seasons, they can turn into danger zones that can result in divorce sometimes. Yeah, because I would have been like, girl, leave me. I'm in prison. You and I tell me. Wow. I'm just playing. I and she just, wouldn't have put no money on my books. I'm just playing, guys. I would have been. Was Sheree born at this point? No. Oh, well, yeah. I would have been like, um, <laughs> no. just kidding. Just kidding. Right. So, but okay. So some of the ways that some of our dry seasons, like for example, that was during me being in school. Yep. Obviously if Sheree wasn't born. So, you know, being in school when I was in, when I went back to school and then once Sharia did come, Rance was working a lot of 12 hour shifts at the time, different things like that, that put us in a dry season because there was a lot of tension in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, he was tired from working all the time, um, being tired, me going to school, going days sometimes without sleeping. And then we have a newborn baby and everything, just trying to make things work. And it was rough. It was very rough, especially because we're in our young 20s. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting it to be busted open all the time. Mm. And we wasn't busting nothing. Nobody was busting. All we was doing was busing our child to school, <laughs> Girl Scout meetings. That's not true. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, no, we were super. Yeah, but we were getting it in when we got it in. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't enough for you. No. But anyway, but yeah, that, that was, that was a, I have that, like that plate of fish. I want all of the fish. Week's worth in a day. Shoot. Okay. Moving on. moving on. That was, that was a season for us. Um, other seasons can be, you know, intimate ones can be like weight gain. I wouldn't call that. I call that a physical situation. Um, but sometimes 
you know, people gain weight and everything and they're not comfortable within themselves. And that can affect intimacy. It can affect intimacy. Which can lead to a sexual dry season. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. I know. I usually am. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, even when we talked about the children and what we were doing, you know, when Asia was running track and then Sharia was dancing and different things like that. Um, we were like two ships in the night yep. and we lost, that was easy for us to have lost sight of each other because it was, you know, we just didn't really see each other. We're going to work, taking care of the kids, taking care of the house. And, you know, we didn't really get to spend that time together that we wanted to. That is another example, another situation of ways that people can find themselves in these seasons where you're just not able to be in tune with each other and then you lose track of one another and then you get down this road so far where it's almost like you just become roommates yep and and i can see how people who have kids who are kind of like back to back to back and they're in sports and things like that can really lose each other and then when the kids graduate and they become empty nesters they have nothing Mm-hmm. in common i can see how that could happen yeah definitely they they forget who each other are they're basically strangers they raise their kids together they schedule sex mm-hmm. fed each other made sure that bills things like that were taken care of that's just existing right and i i learned i don't want to just exist with mm-hmm. you Aww. i, I don't, don't. i want moments right Right. But it's it's so easy to get out of sync. Um, but when you when you get out of sync with each other, it's very important to be able to rein it back. You know, yes, sometimes it's hard to get past a disagreement or argument. And one thing that I learned early on is even in arguing and having a disagreement, you don't want to say something that's going to be detrimental to your relationship that you're not going to be able to bounce back from because sometimes you can get into a disagreement with your spouse and everything and say something whereas it's like, Oh, that's how you really feel. Okay. And then they hold on to that. And even after the argument is done, even after you had your makeup sex, whatever you in the back of your mind, you still holding on to what they said in that argument Okay, that's how he really feels. That's how she really feels. Yes, I think arguing is kind of like alcohol. Mm. Like the stuff people say when they're drunk, they don't mean it, but you still said it. Right. And they say that alcohol, whiskey, all that is a truth serum. Mm -hmm. The truth starts to come out when that lip gets loose from that gray goose. (laughs) Right. And um, I think arguments kind of pull out the same thing, but from just like a really, really angry place. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm sure the angry drunk and the person in the midst of the argument saying things, same page. Yeah. Same page. Yeah. And it's dangerous. Yeah. You got to be careful. You can't say things that you're going to regret later, even even in the midst of being hurt and being upset and being mad. You just can't do that because right. it could put you in a bad place after that. And you'll be holding on to that argument that you had two, three, five, ten years ago. And, you know, the real dangerous thing about that is how you can say something, you know, that's wounding. Um, Let's say this is an unrealistic example. Mm -hmm. But um, let's say that 
we had an argument and for me to want to win it or to shut you down or to hurt you, I would say something about your appearance. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to school, there's a young buck that is saying the exact opposite, but he's doing it in a very effective way. Mm-hmm. I know dry season, we're talking about those kind of those things that pull you away from each other. Right. In a way that you didn't realize it. And then all of a sudden you're just in a dry, dry place. Right. But I think that sometimes our actions can put us there and we just have to be careful mm-hmm. all the way around. Right. You do. You have to be careful. Um, and, and you have to consider each other, too. I think that's something you do. That, that's a good way to get out of one. But I think we're going to drop solutions a little later. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. Um, also, not being supported or understood by your spouse can cause you guys to kind of like drift apart. Yep. Um. You know, I remember when I was in school, just when I was, when I went back to school, I knew the stress that it, I saw it once I got into it. But for me, it was like something that I had to absolutely do for myself. I needed to go to school to get that education, um, to do something, to prove to myself that I could do it to put myself in a position to be able to go after my dreams the way I needed to, but then also to prove all the naysayers at the beginning when we got married. Oh, you're not going to ever go back to school. You're not going to finish school because you're getting married, blah, 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 blah. I needed to do that for myself. It put a lot of stress on us. And I saw how unhappy you were. And I honestly did not feel like, I mean, you supported me, but I knew you weren't happy. A brother was drowning in the weight of money issues. Guys. Yes. And you, that's, I don't care what nobody say. Money talks, everything else walks. And that's unfortunate. And it can make it sound like someone's worshiping finance, but that's not the case. Like when you went back to school, the weight of the world hit my shoulders. Mm-hmm. It was all on me. Mm-hmm. I was the only breadwinner. Yeah, you were. And for me, it was like, because I had to do it for myself, there was a point in time when I was enrolled at Columbus College of Art and Design, taking a full load. I was a mother. I did have dinner on the table. Y'all got y'all did eat. Y'all didn't go without that. There were days when I did not go to sleep. I was also enrolled in because I had to take a quarter off when we had Sharia. I took a quarter off. She was a preemie. There was a lot going on. I transitioned to our house and everything. And that would have actually set me back a year. Cause I know it was a semester cause we were semesters. It would actually set me back a year. I didn't want to prolong me going to school. I wanted to hurry up and get my degree so I can move on life so that you could be happy again. So I was enrolled at Columbus college of art and design full time, full time mother and wife. I was taking classes, online classes at Columbus state at the same time and I was enrolled in a school in California at the same time taking classes also I can finish on time and get my degree in four years and I can hear all y'all snapping y'all fingers um, (laughs) shaking your lace fronts from side to side talking about some you go girl but I had to do I had to do what what I had to do for myself but I did all that so that I can finish so that I can get past it because i knew how it was affecting our relationship yes and i think i've talked about this in a previous podcast but 
I was blindsided by this idea of wanting to go back to school. We had a friend. I I would say more kind of like at the time she was like a little sister to us due to the church we were going to who was going to this college and she started telling my wife about the scholarship programs and you know various things and I just saw her eyes lighting up and I just wanted to kick that girl about the house <laughs> and I was just sitting here like man here we go but, but I was already in school before then I was already in school not like this I wasn't like not that. like this this is <laughs> Not like this, but you know, it, it does sound really unsupportive, but no, I was very supportive in the way of cheering you on and giving you the space you needed to do mm-hmm. the work you needed. And, and I mean, even with the assignments and everything, you helped me and stuff with those, you gave me pointers and different things like that. You've always been supportive in that way. I just knew that you was just like, I just, I'm tired of this school. Yeah. And I was just tired of that single income life. Mm-hmm. You don't know how many times DMX's uh, lines, when the funds are low, guns will blow. Oh my god! Looking for the one that oh, make them run that dough. I am not lying. No, you have no idea. Like, it's just insane how that and it did. There were multiple dry seasons. There was in in that in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. And so, it's in those times where. You know, we talked about champion marriage counseling, things like that. That's something that did not get covered. Like this, the idea of like you needing to go back to school and mm-hmm. things like that did not come up. So it was a blindside. Yeah, but your mother did tell you to always. Okay, what she told me. <laughs> I don't care about but that. But you wait a minute, because mom did say <laughs> she did say you never know what a woman's gonna do. You, she might have said it. And she was absolutely right. And I didn't want her to be right. That's the problem. So I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't want her to be right about that gotcha. in this situation. Because I felt like, you know, we're young trying to dig ourselves out of, uh, you know, various debts and things like that mm-hmm. and rise above that. So, yeah, that's something that can happen. I think another thing that can happen is um, the seven year itch can lead to a dry spell so that's kind of like a common seems like that seven year pattern Mm -hmm. where you begin to wonder what else is out there you're looking for a hall pass you're trying to see if you still got it you're trying to see if uh you know if you wear this certain type of cologne a certain type of perfume guys wear a certain type of suit women put on a certain type of heels augment a certain type of booty Mm -mm. and cleavage what kind of attention you can get the seven year itch i believe is real and it can lead to a lot of misconceptions between couples. Definitely. So, you know, when you are out of sync with each other and you're not on the same page. Like Teddy Riley in that live, he wasn't in sync. <laughs> yeah. You got to know how to rain, how to, how to rain it back in. You got to know, you know, whether it's um, speaking each other's love language, whether it's one person owning up and saying, Hey, putting your pride aside, you got to look at the bigger picture of what it takes to make your marriage work. So if you realize that, Hey, things are kind of off between us, maybe we need to go out to dinner, you know, maybe we need to go on a vacation. That was one thing that you and I did after I graduated, we went on vacation 
It was nothing. It, we didn't go anywhere where we had to do anything. We went to a resort and we stayed in that hotel room. We went to as far as the beach and that was basically it. But we reconnected and we got back in sync with each other. And that's just what you got to do. You got to do what's going to work for your marriage. Yeah, you got to. And I think what was cool was that we kind of both realized and had a conversation that things are very much off. I was feeling very much abandoned in your pursuit for your mm-hmm. education. And so, you know, I, I remember like yesterday, you know, us sitting on the stairs of our house, mm-hmm. you know, talking about these things. Yes. And I'm glad we did. And I'm glad we got it together. Yeah. And we, we were able, even at that. You kept me from having a side baby. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> that baby would have never met his daddy. Um, That was, and in that moment, I remember like it was yesterday. That is one argument that I really do. Not, it wasn't an argument. It was just, it was we, we didn't even argue. We just had an open conversation with each other. Just as if we're talking now. There was no, you know, yelling or anything. We just were open and honest with each other about how we felt, where we were, and the fact that if we're going to see more years, we we got to we got to reconnect. Absolutely. Now, a couple of things that we wanted to kind of talk about what dry seasons are not because I think dry seasons are those moments where once again defining it especially from a sexual standpoint, you are so affected by outside factors Mm -hmm. that you're not getting to each other. Mm -hmm. So, you know, tiredness, all the different things that can happen because of the outside factors, whether it's your kids being extremely busy in their extracurricular activities, whether it's work, keeping you off from each other. It's that season where you can find yourselves drifting apart enough for something to get in the middle that could destroy your relationship. Right. But some things that are not a dry season, um, just having a mere difference in philosophy, that's not a dry season. Mm -mm. So if one of you is extroverted, the other is introverted, one of you wants to entertain and have friends over while the other one doesn't, Mm -hmm. that's a philosophy difference. Mm -hmm. That's not that while it can keep you at odds, it's not a dry season. Right. That's just y'all didn't understand each other's personalities when you got married. Or you didn't realize how much it was going to affect you when you got married. You know, Um, what are some other ways? Um, I think another one might be a sexual. Here we go with sex again. Right. But there (laughs) there are some partnerships, some couples where there's one who's really into research and being a little more exploratory in the bedroom. Well, there's one that, you know, um, they have their a few positions that they like. One pony. Um, yeah. And they it gets them where they need to go. Or one trick pony. <laughs> yeah. One one trick pony. But that gets them where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all. They, they just want to get to where they got to go. Mm-hmm. They don't want to take no detours. They don't want to, you know, go down the country road. They want to hop on the freeway of love. In a pink Cadillac and get to where they got to go. And so that is not a dry season, but can it lead to one? Yeah, because you don't want to, you find yourself finding ways not to be intimate with your partner. Mm-hmm. So while they are not in essence, you know, you got to know the difference. Sometimes there's some philosophical differences 
um, that are what they are. Yes, they can potentially lead to disagreements, things that put you in a, a place where you don't want to be intimate with each other. Right. Um, one of those things could have been for you and I. We talk about this all the time. We joke about it anytime anyone mentions a video game system. But oh I would I would call it lack of ambition where your partner sees it um, and they want you to change, but you don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are things. Yeah, those are different. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So in conclusion. You got to make it work. Yeah, but you got to learn to put your, your, your pride aside. Look at the bigger picture mm-hmm. um, of what it's going to take to make your marriage work. Right. So when you're in those moments and dry season being heavily defined from the intimate side of it, it's kind of like a huge river. Okay. It's going to flow from one thing and then there's tributaries mm-hmm. that flow off that river. You know, other small streams that are important. They seem small, but if you were to dam them off, it's going to mess up the ecosystem. Right. And I think that that's something that we all have to be cognizant of is that realize when you're in a dry season, realize when you and your spouse or your significant other. You guys are not doing it. You're not you're not where you need to be. So if you guys have had a habit before your dry season of reading together mm-hmm. or running together, riding bikes, whatever you do that's for you guys, you got to get back to that. You got to get back to it. Yeah, you do. Because what we don't want to happen is that you all find yourselves in that dry place mm-hmm. and you're letting somebody else bake the bread. Yes. That's a terrible place to be. We don't, that is. We don't want nobody else putting the butter on your bread so you gotta recognize what got you there and you have to be in touch with your feelings and being honest with yourself um you gotta communicate openly without blame to look at the bigger picture and have those discussions with the solution in mind of you know we're here because of this reason let's get out of it let's work our way out of it communication you know what do you need from me to help you to get past this Yes. Yes. So, oh man, man, you're right on it. And that's, that's that communication piece. Mm -hmm. You know, communication just helps in all things, no matter what you're doing. And if you and your partner can really, you and your spouse, your, your love, love of your life can really talk to each other, man, it helps so much. It does. It's like our stair conversation where we sat on the steps and, um, really just let it all out. It was so much, man. Like, even that moment, but we've had other moments. We've had other dry seasons that were literally the effect of outside factors that were beyond our control. Both of our children together were premature. Mm-hmm. And due to the stress that those situations caused, yeah, it kind of it put us in the place where, yeah, you know, and so though there's so many things and it's those little foxes that I say, um, that really can get in there and they can mess up the whole vineyard. Right. They really can. And the, that's, that's what the dry season represents to me. It represents an opening. It represents a, a, a chance for a really strong force to come in and destroy what you built and don't let nobody dry up your vineyard. Right. 
You got to water it. You got to water it. Got to. Mm-hmm. All right. So like keep on communicating, guys. Keep on talking, man. Don't stop talking to each other. Don't stop loving each other enough to have honest, open conversations. And, you know, even I'm going to go back to the Bible. The Bible says that don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't let and, the sun you know, go down. if you're like me, if you're like me, yes. you're not just going to be like, soon as sorry comes, okay, you know, ready to cook you your favorite dessert and, you know, rub your feet or anything. That's not going to happen. But it's the step towards getting back on track. Yes, you're so right. Just don't, don't, because, man, that's a whole nother podcast, but I will say, you just run the risk of never reconciling. Mm-hmm. You do. You definitely do. And that's that's the show, folks. Yes. So if you, if this is you and you find yourself that's you know in this situation right now, um, do some some searching within of what you can do to get out of it, and Please. then have an open, honest conversation. All right. If you have any questions for us, you want to you know. Talk to us more, um, anything you want to address, have any questions, you can always hit us up at undivorcedwittable at gmail.com. Um, that's, you know, if it's private, you don't want to share. We also have a group on Facebook, undivorcedwittable, yes. that you can join. Please join. And follow us on Instagram, follow our page on Facebook. And yeah, every Thursday, guys, we want you guys to tune in. The new episodes drop at midnight every Thursday. Get your listen on. Enjoy. Join the group. Tell us how crazy we are. Let us know. Honestly, we want to know too. Are we meeting a need? Are we are we wasting our time? Are we wasting your time? Or are you really getting something from what we have to say? We just got a perspective. Got 15 years in, in the game of marriage. We've been together for almost 20 and we have a deep respect for one one another and a love. And so um, just to reiterate, like the intro says, for a lot of people with relationship goals, that's what they say to us. Um, and that doesn't mean our relationship is perfect, but God has given us the opportunity to be a model for a lot of people. And we're grateful for that. We don't take that for granted. Not at all. So we hope to see you at the uh, on social media, on all the platforms, um, Instagram, Facebook, of course, the main ones. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Take care. Peace.